Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. It is 1.50, and I'm your host, Greg Scores, joined by Leah Murray. Leah, we're talking about Earth Day. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when I got up this morning, I didn't realize it was Earth Day. What? It, it, it's not the holiday that... that Maybe we should. And you didn't I, give gifts to people. For I'll Earth tell you Day? something else. I thought we just had Earth Day. No, like, I think like is, I thought maybe it was like once a month or something. <laughs> anyway, what's happening to our planet right now? You know, you live in. We both live in Weber County, and you live in Ogden. I live over the hill, and I I've talked about this before, but I work on the ski patrol over Powder Mountain. Right. We had in this last ski season, twenty one twenty two, the worst total snowfall. We have ever had in the recorded history of that mountain. Oh, wow. Of like Powder Mountain. Powder Mountain, wow. period. Ever. Right. ever. I mean, and we've had some snow since. I mean, they closed a couple weeks ago and it's been snowing up there and it's been raining up there. And hopefully we're making some progress. But, uh, you know, I drive by Pine View Reservoir. That's where you get your water. Yeah, it's a trouble. <laughs> and it's, 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 you know, it's spring. You'd expect it to start rising. You'd expect it to be at a level that you give some, it's, it's still at, really terrible levels right this second yeah and we're getting the runoff i mean maybe it's going to come up a little bit but it, it's frightening no it is scary and i love how you're talking about that i run along the ogden river parkway yeah and usually i'm used to in the spring being very aware of how much water there is in there you know and thinking you don't want children by the river <laughs> like at that point um and it's just not that swollen does that make sense so you can oh, yeah. see places where i'm used to that should be underwater. That should be underwater at this point in the year. And maybe with this rain we're having today, we'll see that. But we just not having the runoff or not having what I normally see in my morning runs. Yeah. Utah Governor Spencer Cox made a, a public plea uh, last summer calling on Utahns to pray for rain. And he called a state of emergency effective immediately immediately just this week. Right. Um, and he's saying... We're not relying on Didi anymore to solve our problems, he said at his monthly press conference. I mean, there's got to be something done about this before it's too late. And it, it comes, it's, it's a little bit like what we talked about in the last segment, Leah. What are we leaving to the next generation? A right. $24 trillion deficit yeah. and no water. And no snow for skiing. As, and no snow for skiing. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's frightening. And, and I've heard... Uh, a statement recently that we are in the, a drought cycle that we haven't experienced for 1,200 years. Oh, wow. 1,200 years. And they look back on the drought that occurred 1,200 years ago, and it lasted two decades. Oh, wow. I mean, 
how they figure these things out. I don't know, but there wasn't some hydrologist down there right. 1,200 years ago <laughs> right. saying, hey, you guys are in trouble. But they, they've, they've figured this out, and, and we're, in, we're in real trouble this year. I mean, we, we, we look around and we see uh, the beautiful lakes and streams and things that we have, but Utah's a desert, make no mistake. I mean, right. we're, we're, whether you're high desert in some of the, uh, some of the uh, nat- uh, national park areas or, you know, real desert in some of our sandy areas, uh, but Utah, we don't we don't get a lot of water, and we rely, especially in some of the some of the real uh, urban areas, on snowpack. I yeah. mean, that's where you get your water. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's interesting to think about our population growth, right? And um, a, co- a cousin of mine came to visit to go skiing, and she's a hydrologist and she gets off the plane she's like you're building all these houses where does the water come from and i thought a total outsider just sees it right we need to be aware of where that water is how much we can get how we can actually grow our population the way we're doing the development that we're having you know there's another phenomenon leah that i guess i haven't been as familiar with uh, over the last decade or so that i have been over the last or the last several decades as i have been over the last several years and that is the the increase that we get in our summer with these wildfires right i mean they are they are they're frightening i've got a son who lives in the napa area and it's he just says dad it's only a matter of time before it gets in our neighborhood right i mean he's got a house and there are trees around there and we go biking or mountain biking or road right now road bikes and he'll say here was last year's fire right. and here was four years ago fire and it, 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 they're just circling you. And, and we've already started fire season in some of our states. Yeah, and that's what's interesting, too, because we think about climate doesn't care what a political boundary is, right? So right. we can ask, like, Utah's legislators to do things. But right now, we have smoke in our air from Arizona. So it's not just a state solution, probably, right? And we know that our states need to work together on issues around water. They need to work together on issues on how you handle these wildfires because it does affect our air quality. Um, but that's scary to think that the fires can or get closer, right? What you were just saying. I think there are some intermediate steps and I think that our leadership in this state is doing a good job. I think uh, Governor Cox is oh, really very, uh, very up to date on this. But for example, one, one easy it's not a fix, but one easy temporary solution or moderate solution is just to quit watering our lawns quite as much. Right. I mean, last year in in what, August and September, we all had brown lawns, and, and it was sort of a badge of honor at some point. <laughs> right. If you had the greenest lawn in the neighborhood, you were a pariah. That's right. It's casting, like, people are casting shade. Right. In your yeah. Direction. Like you don't yeah. you don't want to be that person anymore. So so that I mean, I'm, and I'm not a golfer, and I and I have all the respect in the world for golfers but you look at these golf courses and they're big and beautiful and they're lush and they take a lot of water they take a tremendous amount of water and and i hope that we don't start cutting back on things like that because it's important but maybe that's the next step right no i think it's interesting that the point that you just brought up about the lawn so i grew up in new york and you had to pay for secondary water right so i moved out here and i was like wait a minute (laughs) i could run sprinklers all day (laughs) you know and no one's ever going to charge me a user fee so we can ask individuals to make choices, right? We need to do better, um, but maybe our legislature could do better at levering some of those tools available to them, right? Yeah, and and of course it it goes back to um, what we're doing to our to our climate, what we're doing to the air. Um, the United States is is trying to do some things to reduce emissions, but I. It, you know, I was reading in, in Time Magazine that I think it was the country of Finland has this incredible uh, 
ecosystem where they're 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 recycling everything right. and they're going total green and i'm like that's great but that's like you know it's like yeah okay <laughs> but then what are they doing over there in china you right. know and, and i somehow it's not a local issue it's not a it's not a state issue it's not a national issue it's an international issue and we've got to get people together whatever the whatever the solution is and i don't know what it is and and i don't I hope we're not being downers on Earth Day because it really is. It's raining, so people yeah. are probably going. What are these guys talking about? You know, I can't. I can't see where I'm going because it's raining outside, which is nice. It's 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 refreshing that we're getting this. But uh, we're in a cycle, make no mistake, Leah, that is going to cause us some problems down the road. Yeah, and your point's really well taken. I had a big smile when you said Finland, because I feel like whenever anyone says there's some utopia on this planet, it must be Finland, right? Um, but Finland's not going to solve it alone when we have China being bad actors in this space as well, right. right? So it's not just state to state or county to county, it's country to country. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I saw that President Biden's sort of opening up some leases for oil and gas in response to the problems right. that we're having with right. gas right now we're not getting we're not getting gas i think 10 percent of our 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 oil comes from russia well that's right. cut off it's getting expensive it's getting really expensive so maybe we need to drill more here in the united states and boy that's that's contrary to what we're thinking about doing here yeah it starts to get tricky yeah um when we come back we're going to talk about twitter and whether twitter should be able to censor speech on its platform and how its current censorship is impacting the business we'll be up with that after the break stay tuned with us this is greg scores and leah murray on inside sources on ksl am 1160 and fm 102.7 For breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.